Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Wow, <clears throat> so good. So, so good. <clears throat> um, ridiculously good. We are kind of wrecked here um, in the studio, so I hope you're... I hope you're getting it at home, what we're getting here. It's a beautiful time. And, uh, you know, I, I, yes, I, I kind of, I have I had a message. I don't know what's going to happen to it. I, uh, thank you, Jahi, for just what you brought. Just, man, I just have this, this reverberating in my, in my spirit. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, and, uh, and even uh, Jesus' declaration in uh, Matthew for repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, you know, we just heard this powerful um, uh, recounting of, of the story of, of Passover. And, you know, the children, God brought the children of Israel out of slavery of 400 years of, of bondage. And, you know, at that moment, they needed to know that God was at hand. And wow, did he show up in intangible, powerful ways. But just imagine 400 years of, of slavery and bondage, and it means generations were born into this and generations died in this, and, and guarantee that many generations felt that, that God wasn't at hand. But God broke through in that moment, and he showed up in a powerful way. And this thing that's just at the end of worship that's reverberating in my spirit, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus makes this statement, it's right, it's right after he is uh, tempted in the desert by Satan, and he fasts, and he overcomes the temptations, and he comes out of the out of the desert, out of the wilderness, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the next thing he hears as he comes out of the desert is that John the Baptist has been put in prison. And it says that from that time, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I want you to realize that before John the Baptist, the children of Israel were in 400 years of silence. They weren't hearing from God. The prophets weren't speaking. God, there wasn't this reverberating presence of God, and, and generations were wondering, is God at hand? But again, God broke through with John the Baptist. <laughs> and then with Jesus and the declaration, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Wow. You know, repent, and I'm... I told you already, I don't know what's going to happen to my message tonight. This, I'm pulling parts from that are way back at, in there. and <clears throat> I'm just. But listen, re- repent in the, in the Greek is, it's two, uh, it's two words combined. should probably look, look it up so I know what I'm talking about, which really <clears throat> may or may not help. It's uh, uh, meta and neo. And meta is to change and Neo's perspective. And it's really to change your perspective. So Jesus, in this, 
in this breaking of the silence that first is with John the Baptist, that John the Baptist also declares to repent for the kingdom is coming. And then Jesus shows up with this breaking of the silence. And notice what he says. He says, repent. But repent isn't, isn't just, and, and yes, it encompasses this, but it's not our our modern Western, like, ah, I just got to get rid of all the sins so that I can have the ability to accept what Jesus is doing. Getting rid of, of, of the sin and letting God clean, clean, clean us out. Absolutely important, paramount, repentance in that form. But he says, change your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. What's the perspective? Those, he, the silence is breaking. 400 years of, of silence. Is the kingdom at hand? The question reverberating, he breaks the silence with change your perspective because the kingdom is at hand. And what is he saying? He's saying that you've been stuck in this place for generations of thinking that the kingdom is way out there. When's it going to come? When's God going to show up? And he says, change your perspective. The kingdom is at hand. So listen, we are here on this uh, resurrection weekend, and uh, happy resurrection weekend, everyone watching. We love you, <coughs> Bethel Austin family. Can't wait to uh, to hug you and get hands on you, and just release more of the kingdom on you. <clears throat> but I want to just bring out this point even before I go on. You know that many many scholars, when you really study the Bible. Of the timeline of the death and resurrection of Jesus. It is, it is quite probable, most likely, that Jesus, uh, that he was crucified on Wednesday and put in the, in the tomb Wednesday evening just before sundown. And he was discovered on the, on the Sunday. The tomb was discovered to be empty on the Sunday, but many scholars believe that Jesus actually was resurrected the evening before, right before sundown which would make sense right before the Sabbath. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we, so we're here right now in the time of resurrection. And I just feel like, I feel like God, and I know there might be some people that are watching that, that aren't a part of our community, and this, this, I believe, will resonate true for you, but Bethel Austin, I'm really speaking to you Directly, I feel like God is is giving us opportunity. He's drawing us even more into this place to change our perspective. That the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and I love the the tie-in of of even the children of Israel when the doors were shut because of the plague. That God showed up most profoundly, and we I don't believe that that. This season is going to be for naught. I believe that God is hovering and moving powerfully, and I believe that God is stirring something up in us in this season, that we're supposed to come out of this season stronger, more radiant, more beautiful, more ready for the move that God is going to release. And I can, I can feel it. I'm prophesying now. But, but in this moment, even as everyone is, is uh, you know, shut in their homes and, and, and locked away, I can feel the ground floor. I can feel like the breath of heaven sucking in, breathing in. And it's about to, 
breathe out again. I believe that we're on the precipice of something mighty in our nation and and in the world. <clears throat> and part of us being prepared for what God is doing is changing our perspective, repenting, recognizing that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, Jesus <clears throat> Jesus didn't die on the cross and he wasn't resurrected to life again so that we could have a holiday. I mean, come on. Like we we know that, but do we know that? Like Jesus highest and his best isn't so that we can that we can have a day off so that we can get together as family which most of us can't right now but so that we can have a holiday and that we can that we can celebrate listen he's into celebrations he he prescribed the 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 the, the feast but that's not his highest and his best he went to the cross and died and was resurrected so that we could be reconciled to the father so that we could step into resurrection life with him. Resurrection life is for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's the picture of, of water baptism. It's, it's why we are submerged unto death and raised again into life with Christ Jesus. He's inviting us into to, to change our perspective. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is at hand to step even more fully and more beautifully into the resurrection life that, that he paid for and desires for all of, his, all of his children. You know, there's something beautiful for the believer, and that is that death isn't the end. And... Even for, even for the non-believer, we know that death isn't the end, but they, but they have a perspective, many, that death is the end, and they don't believe there's anything after that, or really have a lot of questions of what it is, and you, when you believe that the cycle of life is birth, life, and death, the end, you live a certain way, but we know that death is not the end. And for the believer, we have birth, we have life, we have death, and then we have resurrected life. The death isn't the end, it's a new beginning. That will change every, it does, it changes everything. Jesus, with the resurrection, changed everything. And we are reconciled to the Father, which means we get to spend eternity with God in his presence, in his love, rejoicing, celebrating. We get to spend eternity with the Father, and that eternal perspective is supposed to change the now, how we live now, what we receive now. Death, death isn't the, the end. It's a new beginning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, there's something powerful about keeping eternity in our perspective because it, it aligns our reality with the purposes of God. It aligns our reality with what he's done for us. 
And, you know, it, it's, it awakens something in us that the kingdom is not just out there. Yes, it's there, but it's also right now. It's here. And I have, a, I have an assignment. I have a purpose. I have an invitation for right now. How many people know uh, an Olympian trains with a certain intensity because of the Olympic Games, because of the competition, because of the end goal, because of the vision. But listen, if you remove the competition, if you remove the Olympic Games, then what are they training for? And listen, people will still jog. <laughs> people will still swim. But how different would it look if you remove the end game? If you remove the vision, people, people are, are jogging for pleasure and people are swimming for pleasure, maybe, you know, for some level of fitness. But when you have a high prize in front of you, you train differently. You live for the now differently. Listen, you even suffer differently because of the goal, because of the high call, because of the prize that is before you. Thank you, Jesus. Vision, it gives pain a purpose. The pain, the pain when the, the Olympic athlete, and this is such a small uh, picture analogy, but the pain of training, the, the, the sore muscles, the, uh, the cuts, the bruises, the sweat, the tears, it means nothing because they have this, this, this goal of of. Physical, superficial gold. We have a vision of streets of gold, <laughs> of, e of eternal glory. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. You know, this isn't part of the message again. I already told you I don't know what's going to happen. But if death isn't the end, it's... It's a new beginning. We as the believer aren't supposed to fear death. And when we don't fear death, it changes everything. And listen, I'm not talking about being silly and inviting it. I'm not talking about striving for martyrdom. I'm not even, I'm not even talking about uh, untimely death. All those things are tragic. But what I mean is when we die, we're not afraid of the outcome. We get to go to heaven. <laughs> we get to spend eternity with Jesus and the Father. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. You know that when we, when we receive what Jesus did for us on the cross, when we say yes uh, to our, our perspective shifts to his death and his resurrection, we say yes we step into resurrected life. We step into eternity. Thank you, Jesus. But this, but this eternity, this resurrected life, it's not just meant for us alone. It can't, it can't just stop here. That it's meant not just to come to us, but it's also meant to move through us. Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk about living the resurrected life. 
Thank you, Jesus. I already, talk, I already mentioned being focused on eternity. <clears throat> but in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 4, it says this, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I love it. This, this life that we're living is really just the warm-up for eternity. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Listen, <clears throat> resurrection isn't just about, it's not just about dead bodies coming back to life. It's about all things being made new. It's about being transformed, metamorphosized from the, from the inside out. It's about becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. That those who are in Christ Jesus are a new creation. That we actually step into a realm that never existed before for us. Incorruptible, we step into this place that when we die, we step into glory. Thank you, Jesus. But resurrection life is meant to flow through us here and now, not just in eternity. Jesus said, change your perspective because the kingdom of heaven, not it's coming one day, it's at hand. It's here now. And I want to see resurrection life flowing through my life everywhere I go. And I, listen, I want, to see, I want to see dead bodies raised from the dead. <laughs> and I know you do too. And listen, God wants to see that too. But resurrection isn't just about dead bodies. It's about complete life transformation. It's about resurrecting every part of our life, every part of our thoughts, every part of our heart, every part of our emotions, every part of our expression, our experience, our connection to God, our connection to others, to re resurrect it all till the life of God flows fully through us. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, we, you can't have resurrected bodies without resurrected faith. You can't, you can't move mountains until you can remove the log from your own eye. You can't resurrect cities until you can resurrect families. You can't resurrect things on the outside until we've embraced the resurrection on the inside. Whoa. Listen, I feel, I feel I've said it, and I'm going to keep on saying, I feel like we're in a, we're in a special God-given moment. Am I saying that God created this pandemic? No. Am I saying that he's using it in a special way to prepare his body for something? Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you, Jesus. In Romans 12, 2, we all know it. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
And again, it's this metamorphosis. It's this, it's this transforming from the inside out. It's a complete renewal into something that didn't exist before. It's not a better version of the old thing. It's being, it's being transformed into something that didn't exist before. So listen, when you said yes to Jesus, if you stepped into resurrection power and resurrection life, my question for you is what are you resurrecting in your life? Because, listen, we, we all want to speak to the dead body and say, rise up in the name of Jesus, and the body gets up. <laughs> and God's doing that all over the planet. He's going to keep doing it. And I have seen one person raised from the dead. It was an incredible experience. But God's not done. I'm not done. I'm not satisfied with one. He needs to do it again. But, but it doesn't start with dead bodies. It starts with transforming our mind. Listen, you have, you have resurrection life flowing through you. The question is, what are we doing with it? There is life and death in the power of the tongue. Are you speaking life over yourself? Are you getting into the word and are you renewing your mindset? Like letting resurrection life flow in your mindset. Are you getting in the presence of God and letting resurrection perspective shift until your perspective is in alignment with his? Listen, when we, when we learn how to resurrect our, our, our prayer life, when we learn how to resurrect our time in the Word, when we learn how to resurrect our faith, when we learn how to, to resurrect the way we view our past, when we learn how to receive resurrection power in all of those areas, <laughs> look, it, 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 it grows on itself. When I, can, when I can resurrect my mindset, and I get in the Word, I say, Jesus, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Speak to me today, and resurrection life starts flowing into me. When I can look at my past, not through, not through shame, not through condemnation, but through a resurrected mindset of, of who Jesus says that I am. So, you know, I got, I got a born again, my brother who just led us in the, in the, in the Passover, the communion. Uh, we got born again <clears throat> near the same time, and I was in my early 20s, and I was doing all kinds of wild stuff and partying, and, and <clears throat> listen, I wasn't living the resurrected life. And when I got born again, I had a radical encounter with God, and, and it was like God was so close to me. It was, it, was, it was the kingdom of heaven was at hand. It was like I had this open this open heaven, this, and I had this open dialogue with God. He was right there, and I was talking to him, and he was talking to me. But I remember having this thought. He was so real. He broke in. The way that he broke in for the, the children of Israel in Egypt, and the way he broke in for the children of Israel after 400 years of silence with John the Baptist, the way he broke in. And I said, God, you're so real. And this thought hit me. God, if you're this real, if you're this real, why did you wait until I was 23 years old? Why didn't you, why didn't you get me when I was much younger? 
I would have loved to know this love, this encounter, this experience. And then I said, God, well, why didn't you just have me grow up? Why didn't you get my parents before I was born? And my parents, you know, my parents, they're on fire for God. But it all happened in the same season. I said, God, why didn't you get my parents before I was born? Then I could have just grown up with this. And God said, God answered. Clear as day. He was right there. We just having this dialogue. He said, I've let you and your family go through the experiences that you've gone through because you're going to be able to reach a whole group of people that the church as it's been hasn't been great at reaching. Whoa. What did that what did that perspective shift right there do? I now can look back at my past and I don't celebrate it, but I also don't look at it through the eyes of condemnation. I actually can look at it through empowerment. Go, I was way, I was so out there. I was so in left field, but God's actually using that for his power and for his glory. Thank you, Jesus. When I know how to resurrect. My mindset, I know how to resurrect my time in prayer. I know how to resurrect my time in the Word. All of a sudden, this resurrection life is flowing through me. Before we can speak to cities and say, rise up in the name of Jesus, we need to be able to, we need to, be able to learn how to resurrect families. <laughs> Our family, pray with our kids and, and declare scriptures and worship together and learn how to, to resurrect a family. When resurrection life is flowing there, God will give you authority to resurrect greater realms. But when we let this resurrection life flow through us, next thing you know, you've been in resurrected power times in the word. You've been, you've been in prayer. You've been with the present. Next thing you know, you will come across You'll be in a situation when somebody's there at a restaurant and they have a heart attack and they die. And you are now going, I hope the kingdom is at hand. You have been living in it. You've been, you've been saturated in it. You've been reverberating in it. You've been refreshing yourself in it. You're living in it. And now, not out of hope, but out of reflex. <laughs> You release resurrection life, and that person raises up. And people go, how did you move into that realm? And they make it all about the dead body. But guess what? It didn't start there. It started back here in the Word. And it started in prayer. And it started with letting him renew your mindset about your past. It started on the inside. Whew. God's going to use this season to do some powerful things. Thank you, Jesus. Well, there it is in my notes. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I think we hit that pretty well. <laughs> you know, for something, for something to be resurrected, it first needs to die. But, but for those who are in Christ Jesus, it, what dies means it's coming out of the inferior and stepping into the superior. So listen, again, we're not supposed to fear death 
And I, I meant it in the context of our physical bodies when we die and it's over and we, and we step into glory with the Father. But now I'm talking about letting go of things in our life that have been hindering us and holding us back. Letting go of those things that, that, that we know God isn't the highest that God has for us, but they become so ingrained in our life. It's like, oh, I'm afraid to let go of this thing. Listen. When you let that die, it's not death as in the end. It's death as in you step out of the inferior into the superior. Listen, through the blood of Jesus, only God, through the blood of Jesus, he can take bad seed and turn it into good fruit. (laughs) How many people know that God wants to do beautiful things in our life, that we have this great exchange, that I give him a lump of coal and he gives me diamonds? What does that mean? That means that past that I just talked about, I explained, and that I could take that bad seed. But when I say, God, here it is, I give it to you, I let it die, that God through the blood of Christ, can actually resurrect that and cause good fruit to come from it. John 12, verse 23, But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Listen, there's things in our life, I'm just going to be honest. I believe that God, in this season, even we have probably more time than, than we have normally, and everyone's got different situations going on in their life, but I actually feel like that there's this fresh, this fresh move of God. There's this fresh breath, and you, it doesn't need a label. I, I hate labels, like, but God is going to move powerfully out of this season, but I believe that he's calling us. He's calling us in repentance to to let some things die so that he can breathe resurrection life on it. He wants to pull out some things. He wants to pull out some some tares. He wants to pull out some, some weeds so that the resurrection life of Christ can can flow fully and completely in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. You know, in the in the parable of the sower, the sower went out and, and sowed good seed. But in one of the analogies, the weeds grew up and choked out the good seed. God doesn't want any weeds in our life that could choke out what he's going to do. But listen, he's going to do... I can't, it's like I can smell the perfume of his presence. If I could use an analogy, like it's it's not as much literal as it is. I just, there's something beautiful and something sweet, something wonderful. There's a release of God coming. And I want to be, I want to be a part of it. I want to be caught up in it. But he's given us an opportunity to get cleaned up even more so that we can just get swept away with the grace of heaven that's flowing. Thank you, Jesus. 
Dylan, can you you come back up with the, the team? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I referenced this earlier, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Sorry, starting at 16. There from four, from now on. And I feel like God is <clears throat> allowing some of us to hit a reset button. We regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, not yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Thank you, Jesus. It goes on to say this. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. I want to pause right there. Here we are. Resurrection weekend. Celebrating the death and resurrection of our Lord. Celebrating what he's done for us, but he had a purpose in it. Of course he did. Obviously he did. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't go to the cross so that we could have a holiday. He wasn't raised to life again so we could have a holiday. He was raised to life again because he took authority over sin, death, and the grave. He broke the authority of sin, death, and the grave. And he wants us to step into the fullness of what he's made available. He goes on to say this. Again, he has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to the Father. Listen, I don't know how else to say it other than just to just to be real. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That doesn't that doesn't have to be a dirty word that that we've made it out to be it means change your perspective the kingdom of heaven is at hand and repent even it's in the greek it's an about face it's a 180 it's it's to return but it's also to return to the pinnacle it's to be restored to the highest perspective
is to be restored to the vision that Jesus has for you, not that the world has for you. It's to be to be restored to the great vision, the great commission, to be restored to what Jesus died for, what, what Jesus had in his eye for you when he went to the cross, to be restored to that place. And to be restored to the pinnacle is cause for celebration. It's cause for celebration, it's cause to rejoice. But listen, on the way of the about face, if God wants to cut some tethers, if he wants to release some ties, if he wants to pull out some weeds here and there, that he can fully move through us with the grace. Come on. What if you fully embraced what Jesus has done for you? Not so that you could run around and get a notch on your belt you could say, I've seen someone raised from the dead, but you fully embraced what Jesus has done for you because Jesus did it for you, that you were the apple of his eye. You were the joy that caused him to go to the cross. You were the joy set before him when he went to the cross. Listen, if we could fully embrace the resurrection life of Jesus, we will see people raised from the dead not as a token accomplishment not as a notch on the belt but because it's an expression of overflow because all we do is freely you have received freely give if you're not living in it, if it's not percolating, if it's not resonating, if it's not saturating, if it's not all-encompassing, if it's not overflowing, then we don't have it to give, but God wants us to be able to give freely, freely. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what kind of message you were expecting, and I don't know what kind of message I was expecting. But I believe that God wants to clean out, he wants to clean out the, the pipe so that the purity of his presence and his love can flow through us like never before. Like never before. Now listen, I want us to stand together and we're going to worship Jesus in the power and the perspective of his resurrection. We're going to stand together and if and we're just going to let God just cleanse us with his overflowing and overwhelming love just to pour through us. He's happy to do it. He's happy to do it. He died so that we could have it. He died so that we could be cleansed. He died so that we could be made new. He died so that we could be reconciled to the Father. He's not hesitant. He's not apprehensive. He's not wondering if he wants to come and cleanse and even renew perspective. And some of you might be very aware of, yep, I want to let God right now. I want to give this to God. And I'm not going to be afraid to let this thing die because I know in letting it die, I'm stepping out of the inferior. 
and some of us might not even be super conscious of what it is, but we feel there's a, a, a tug, a nag there somewhere, and we're like, God, I don't know what it is, but have it anyway. Let's just let God overflow us right now in the presence as the team just leads us. Just wherever you are, if you could just stand to your feet. If you're on your face, if you're on your knees, that's fine. Otherwise, just stand your feet and just let the presence of God, the peace of His presence just flow over you right now. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.